So if you're ever at Lowe's and you're a veteran and you appreciate the flags, you can thank Jacob's father-in-law, Mr. Yeah. Kevin Webster. He said he'll get to the bottom of it. I will. He he went Karen on him. He went Kevin. He, yeah, he, 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 will get, yeah. <laughs> he just he went Kevin on him. We are, uh, this is Chandler. We're back for uh, the No News Media. I don't think we officially had a name last time we even recorded, but here we are. Episode two. Yeah. We are uh, going to jump right into what, what's been happening this week. Uh, if you didn't hear that intro, Kevin is the reason we've got the big American flags, not the puny ones that they used to have at Lowe's. Uh, Jake, how was your week? It was, uh, it was pretty good. It was nice to have Monday off, you know, MLK Day, I feel like. But it seems like to everybody had today off, yeah. too, with the snow day. Most people so. in our local area. Besides yeah. the work-from-home people. Yeah, so. I still had to work. Yeah. There's no, our condolences. no calling in when you just walk to the basement. Condolences to, to you guys. As long as you got power, you're working. Yeah. Ken showed me a video where there was somebody ice skating in the like parking lot of a movie theater in Huntsville. Wow. Like, straight up on skates, skating around. Man, yeah, we had a lot of ice on the ground, but North Alabama had a lot of snow. Yeah, we just got the ice. We yeah. just got the base layer. They got the fun stuff. Yeah, I don't like either, honestly. No. If I could, if Alabama would go like, uh, like somewhere, I don't know, somewhere in California that never snows, I would love that. Or even just like, uh, does Arizona get snow? I think, like randomly, but mostly not. I would, I would take that. I think it's too dry. I think each week we're somehow or another my geography. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. The, Ignorance is going to come <laughs> up. <laughs> it's on display. Yeah, it comes up at least uh, once a week for me. Yeah. Did you know that Arizona doesn't conform to daylight, daylight savings? Daylight savings. Yeah. Shrop. So whenever you fly over Arizona, it counts as another time zone. Yeah. Because so. it's, which is weird. I don't know why we all can't just either yeah. yes or no, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that they, as a state, were like, no, we're not yeah, we're not like, doing this, this anymore. You guys are still doing this? Let's well, just... it was for the farmers, right? Uh, so, they, so, I mean, nobody's farming desert, so. That's, that's fair. Well, then, like, New Mexico. Bet you didn't know that. What are, what are they farming? Cactus? That's what I'm saying. They don't, I think there is a lot of farming. I think they do oh, they a might lot do of cattle like farming. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime there's grass, there's just thousands of miles, and there are tons of cows. I was... Let's see. I think it was last summer. Me and Ken were gonna drive around the U.S. Mm. and then she got pregnant. So it was man, like, and we were up. we were still like we could do it. We might could do it, but we didn't know how her morning sickness was gonna yeah. be and just her you know general demeanor. And I figured probably two yeah. weeks just in a car was. If not she's gonna, gonna cut be it. irritable at all. The the car is not gonna be a good place to be. Yeah. You're gonna be so confined and just. And it was gonna be on off. Like we were gonna have we would car camp and then we would hotel. And we had it all planned out. We had everything at least booked, not necessarily paid for. I think we uh-huh. had a couple deposits down. I mean, we were serious. And then she has wow. family in Montana, and we had this whole loop we were going to do. And, wow. yeah, but now we have Sailor. She's about to be one. Yeah. So. Maybe for her fifth birthday we'll take her out before she starts kindergarten. Yeah. I, I still think we can – I think we'll do it one day because Ken did it before she met me, like right before. Wow. And she loved it. So it's just, and I've never seen, like I've been to California, but I flew, so I didn't uh-huh. get to see, you know, that part of America. Yeah, it's like that Jason Aldean zone, that uh, flyover states. <laughs> you just miss, you miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. And 
That's true. I think you should at least do it once. It's worth it. We drove. Uh, we didn't stop probably near as much as what most people would, uh, only because we didn't have the money. Yeah. We went eight days with like five guys, eight plus thousand miles, and we all spent less than like three fifty, something like that. What? Most of my expenses came as soon as we got back home. I had to put new tires on my mom's van. Yeah. Uh, get it detailed. Y'all had five of y'all in a van? Yeah. Some did stinky just guys. Like, y'all did. <laughs> oh, it's so stinky, dude. Well, y'all were just like uh, taking taking shifts driving and sleeping kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah. In eight days, I probably drove over 60 hours. That's insane. Feel like a trucker. Yeah. I don't – I feel like driving just wears on you. I remember driving to – arkansas to go duck hunting a couple times and it's like what 10 hours no it's it's only like five or six oh man but we would leave at like 2 Mm a.m so we could drive and then we show up and we hunt and i remember just like having to roll the windows down and turn the radio up but it was this was you know before the little plug-in bluetooth things were more prevalent but yeah. like hunting down radio stations on the oh, drive gosh. was always fun that would be bad trying to do that we luckily we did it in you know the 2020s oh yeah uh, <laughs> we had a little better little better so you got to listen to your jason music. aldean on the yeah way. jason aldean i listened to like whatever honestly if you were driving you could just listen to whatever you want nobody could tell you oh yeah different. yeah if you're driving you're running the radio yeah yeah so you got the show we drove golly usually we drive like 10 12 hours at a time what was it for? Did y'all have like a... Uh, so my buddy was in the Air Force, and okay. he called me like middle of June, towards actually towards the end of June, and he's like, hey, because uh, I told him I'd wanted to come out there and see him. Like, you know, you kind of casually say that, not oh, not necessarily yeah. like, I got not a plane so ready. serious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Like, I've got it figured out, I'm yeah. coming. Like, I don't think the logistics would line up, but I'll say this, I want to come out there. And he's like, well, you know, I'm going to be off the whole week of July 4th. This is like two weeks from then. And I'm like, I'll see what I can do. You know what? I'll see what I can do. And I text some buddies. I'm like, let's go out there and go see him. <laughs> they're like, all right, cool. We left uh, one Tuesday at like midnight, and then we stopped at the Grand Canyon the next Wednesday at midnight. Drove 24 straight, and then camped, went to the Grand Canyon, and then went to California, went and picked him up. Hung out for a week, looped back around up a little north. Yeah. It's a long drive. Oh, yeah. I hit 20, I think I hit like 21 or 22 hours straight without stopping, without sleeping, without uh, eating anything besides Slim Jims and cough drops. I didn't have an energy drink either on the way home. Oh, my God. Yeah. Slim Jims and cough drops. I fell asleep uh, as soon as we were leaving... uh, Crossing the California line before we got to Yellowstone. Okay. And then from there, I didn't sleep again until we got home. And we went through Yellowstone, stayed there for a while, like hours. Yeah. And then it's a 27-hour drive back. I didn't sleep for probably close to 40. In the car, I didn't. I think I may have ate uh, in Yellowstone. And then from there, I didn't eat again, 20-something hours. That's nuts. Yeah. There's a There's a point of no return on not sleeping where your body literally is just like... Like, you want to stay awake more, like like I was talking about on those duck hunting trips. Uh-huh. You know, you drive all night, and then you're – it's daytime, so you stay up. And then, you know, by that afternoon or something like that, like, you're ready to crash. Like, I remember nodding off just in the back of uh, yeah. my grandfather's truck. Like, I've had like a, wanting to stay awake and everything. But, yeah, sometimes uh, there's nothing you can do. But oh, yeah. if, you, if you push through and, like, really 
push hard, you hit like a second win, and you can go forever. Yeah, if you got a mouthful of cough drops. You like, cough, the cough drops some, in the uh, Slim Jims would just like open up your, your sinuses. So I'm like, my eyes are real <laughs> wide. You're breathing for two people. Yeah, it's it's my nostrils are wide open. I was just like, oh man, pushing through. We made it barely. Well, uh, just switching gears. I know we talked a little bit about this week, but did you have any wins or losses this week? Uh, we got pre-approved for some stuff, so that okay. has some some stuff coming down the the pipeline. Hopefully, nice. All good things. Oh got yeah. Pre-approved. Hopefully, we can start shooting some offers out on buying something. Yeah. That'll be exciting. And then, yeah. you know, looking at closing three, four weeks from then. Yeah, it's a process for sure. I'm not excited to sign all the papers, but. Yeah, well, like you said and like my manager said, I mean, you can walk walk away from anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it doesn't look right or, or smell right, then just, you know, peace out. Yeah. So. I mean, a little bit of earnest money and maybe a, a inspection, but. Yeah, and you I'd can write some of your offers to where everything is contingent on the inspection to yeah. where, you know, you get our earnest money back. Yeah, you get all that back. Yeah, which even then you'd still, you're basically out of inspection. That's it. Yeah. Which is fine, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth Saving it. Saving you a lot run. of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do yeah. you have any, any losses or anything? Anything you, you wish you could have done? Yeah, I've got some handyman stuff that I'm – we had, you know, the snow day. We had something else yeah. come up last week, uh, mess up my schedule. And then my sister came over uh, for the weekend. I think I talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it just threw a wrinkle in all my handyman plans. So I'm a little behind, but we're making up. I think tomorrow should be good. I can get some stuff done. Yeah, nice. We, uh, as far as wins, I mean, we won our hockey game, so that was go. that was huge. You know, had a goal and assist, but got some grocery shopping done. A lot of I thought it was gonna be crazy, mm-hmm. especially going on Saturday, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't so bad. They had the extra pallets of, uh, you know, your your toilet paper and your uh-huh. paper towels set. Oh, out. I bet they were just stocked and ready to roll. Oh yeah, they were. They learned. They learned after last time, but it, it wasn't that bad. The the bread at Aldi was like basically, you know, non-existent. Uh huh. Other than that, it was it was fun. It was a good trip. So it's always good to to be stocked just yeah. in case. We are we got like uh, probably a cup of milk, one cup left. I just can't help myself if we got a gallon. I'm gonna be drinking it. <laughs> we got a little bit of diet coke. We do have a ton of uh, taco mama left over still. And oh, we've yeah. been munching on it, dude. Yeah, we've been Lexi heating it up, up left and right, and it's still it's like it just never goes away. Yeah. And it's in those little small containers, like a, probably not even a pint. Are they the plastic ones? Yeah, a little with plastic the lids container. that you get from the Chinese restaurant. It's but smaller. But small. Oh yeah, yeah. But they're all they all have the same lid size, right? Yes. Hey, are you gonna do anything with those? Because I would want them. Okay, we can give you they're, those. They're like restaurant deli containers. Yeah. I've been I've been scoping some out on Amazon, but well, I can't there bring you myself go. to. Well, we got Chinese. I think Saturday. Or Did you get the big Friday? one? Friday. No, we got like a medium one with a little mushroom soup or whatever. But uh-huh. I was pumped that it came in a deli container. Yeah, I also, love the big ones. The Chinese restaurants they hook you up. Like they put the cardboard in the bottom of the sack. Yeah, they, they do stack it right. everything. So it's I was, good, uh, I was pretty pumped about that. Service, customer yeah. service. Yeah, and it was nice. I mean, we just did Sushi Village, had some su- sushi. That's like something I can't really make at home, so I, I don't feel as bad about getting it. So. You don't think you can make sushi? I mean, I could, but you have to have like the little bamboo roller. You got to make your rice correctly. You got to 
get nori and I don't even I didn't understand. I I heard you say rice <laughs> and maybe one other ingredient. The that nori is sense. like the seaweed thing. It's just a lot of effort and the payoff isn't really there. I've done it before. Yeah, I've especially made. if you if you like mess one little thing up, it's like, well, this whole roll sucks. Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's like I just spent hours whenever I could have paid <laughs> ten bucks for a good one. It's it's tough. And then you, if you don't roll it inside out, then you're just munching on this chewy seaweed stuff. It's just not good. So yeah, just go get it from a restaurant. Yeah. Doing that's it at fair. home is is not gonna happen. Unless you're a real sous chef. Yeah. Well the one thing I wanted to talk about just today was the idea of the curse of knowledge and i I think i don't know if we really talked about it last week but you said something last week where you're like my strength is like me not knowing stuff Mm -hmm. which is interesting because it plays into like that curse of knowledge where people it's either you don't share what you know because you feel like everybody knows it or what you share nobody gets because you assume everybody else already has all that stuff Uh uh-huh so I think you saying that was like an interesting point of like, I don't know that stuff. So I'm going to go seek it out uh-huh. Or some people, I guess just don't have that kind of motivation or that kind of uh, energy about them. And I think another thing was whenever you know something and you assume everybody else knows it. So you either don't talk about it or you don't share it. Uh-huh. And I think that, it's like it's terrible for you. Oh like, yeah, like thinking that everybody else knows what you know, and then finding it invaluable to yourself, or like not of value to yourself, is just not healthy. I think. So I just wanted to, I don't know, touch on that for a second. No, yeah, I like it. I think uh, for some people, it's like, uh, how do you say it? Uh, you can be losing a lot of your potential leadership in a sense where you know these things that can help somebody else out you're not saying it and people aren't learning from you you aren't growing as a leader because you're not teaching them oh yeah so like you're really hurting yourself as well yeah for sure for me the uh uh like me not knowing and i think i can't remember exactly how we put it something along the lines of like I just haven't been burned enough to for yeah, my to fire to be put down. out, basically. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's like there are things I want to know, and I go hard on learning them, and I'll I will talk your ears off about some stuff. It was some stuff I try to not be that guy, you know, like those they have memes of people like uh, like just cornering somebody at like a party or something. And they're saying <laughs> something just like I have I used to have, you know. Three uh, bitcoins, but I lost them. Yeah. Like, something like that. Like I don't want to just talk people into a corner if they don't care. Yeah, but I think if somebody seems interested, I'll talk to them about stuff. Yeah, and I think sharing the knowledge that you learn is is you know that's something you should do. You shouldn't be like, oh, I'm the last to learn this because you talking about like the the HELOCs and you know how the you know mortgages can work and how you can spin all that stuff up Mm -hmm. it's like in my head I kind of knew that stuff but it was kind of more fresh with you and you wanted to share that knowledge and then that kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things like I listened to I haven't listened to the killing sacred cows Uh but I've listened to the guy I've watched several of his YouTube videos yeah and I think I understand some of the stuff you like shared before more 
And that was, you know, because you chose to share it and you didn't keep it to yourself. And like one of my bullet points here is like you have valuable insight. Whenever you learn something, you nobody has your brain, nobody has your insight. It could be similar or you could arrive at the same conclusion as somebody else, but it's still you. Like whenever you take in knowledge and then you regurgitate it how you do, it's exclusive to you because you are the only you. Yeah. So whenever you learn something and you should never feel like you're the last to learn it and you should never not share whatever, you know, you, you think you've been called to share whatever you want to, you know, do. And that makes me think of uh, Jason at church sharing a devotion. Like uh-huh. he was like, it was like so, I don't think I've ever seen somebody that has been called to do something and be like so afraid of doing it, but still do it. Uh-huh. You know, um, I think, I don't, were you guys at Dream Night? No, we were sick. Okay, that's that's right. Yeah. That's why we missed that one. Yeah. I it was that. good. It was just like, you could tell he was super nervous and everything, but it was yeah. awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, and it's inspiring. Like, I've been thinking about, you know, stuff like stuff that I could share. Yeah. And and that, that would never happen had he not been brave enough to, to get up there and share his knowledge and share what was yeah. on his heart. Yeah, I, so in this book, I think it was uh, either 10X is easier than 2X or uh, some other boring book. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's boring to most people, so I'm not even going to – it's not even worth it. Uh, but – he said something like, write down these ideas you get from this book, and you're going to get ideas from how you interpret it in your head, not exactly what I'm writing. Because what I'm writing, you've probably even heard before, but the way I write it is different. The way you hear it is going to be different. Like, everything is unique, and everything is one of one, basically. So, like, Jason, for instance, uh, a member in our church, getting up there to share devotion, um, at a little event, could seem very small. The stuff he's saying could be something everybody's heard a hundred times, but the way he said it, like, lit something under you or, you know, encouraged you in a way that somebody else saying it wouldn't have. And, like, if he wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have got that. So everything is, like, unique and one of one and can change something. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, what, what's been happening at our church, we had a recent sermon, uh, and he kind of talked about the difference between setting goals and starting habits or sticking to habits even. Uh, and I hear a lot about this in, like, the self-development world. Like, uh, if you want, I'll just use money, for instance. Like, if you want to make a million dollars in a year, you wouldn't just say, how do I make a million dollars in a year? You would say, like, how do I make whatever that is per week, per day, per hour, how many hours do I need to work, uh, what do I do that that's worth that, and then, like, stick to things that work. And uh, even for, like, the gym, for instance, we see a lot of people that are like, I want to lose 20 pounds. And we're like, okay, let's focus on 3 pounds or 5 pounds in 6 months. Yeah. And that's a lot more attainable. Uh, or even like let's add one more extra day to your workouts. Let's work out four days a week and drink 40 ounces of water. Maybe that's what they're needing. Yeah, I think that that simple idea of just adding one more day, that goes with, uh, you know, the whole systems thing, like setting up systems for you to succeed Mm -hmm. versus goals for you to achieve because the whole idea with goals is like once you reach them, you kind of – you've tried really hard and and got up to this goal but now you're gonna fall 
back below that yeah. because you have nothing to keep you there yeah. in a sense. So yeah, your you habits to, are what's going to stay the longest. Yeah, so you have to set up to and, – and Pastor said it on Sunday, which is I think a quote from Atomic Habits, yeah. which is where you fall to the level of your systems. And so if your system is going to the gym four days a week, three days a week, then your whatever goal is going to come. And then yeah. whatever goal after that is going to come. Yeah, whatever your next goal is, you're already set where you got to add one more habit instead of start oh, yeah. fresh and, you know. Yeah, like trying to overexert into going like five days a week whenever you're going zero days a week. Yeah. Is, it's going to be so much harder than going from three to four. Yeah. So if you're already doing the three, that fourth one isn't going to kill you. And even if you don't make that fourth one every time, you're still hitting the three. Yeah, three's automatic for you yeah that's something i try to tell people um i see a lot of people and i talk to a lot of people about gym goals and uh for people starting out and this could be applicable to uh anybody that wants to start out in the gym like just show up and give like 65 70 effort yeah show up three times in a week do that for a month and then boom like your monday wednesday and friday at nine o'clock you're already booked you're going to the gym regardless then we can start adding intensity. Uh, that's going to add calories burned. Uh, most people's goal is to lose weight. So if you're burning more calories than you're eating, there is no way you're not going to lose weight. Uh, so we'll up the intensity. Once that's you know just what you do, we'll up the day, and we'll come one extra day and go 65 70% effort, and then we'll bump up the intensity a little bit. Like You just keep inching that way. Uh, oh, yeah. I think somebody said, I heard it said, like, a tweak a week. So, like, okay, you tweak yeah. one thing per week yeah. until by the end of the year you've made 52 changes, you know. Yeah, and it's like the, you know, if you get 1% better yeah. every week, you know. That I, compounds. Yeah, you know, or you get 1% better every two weeks, and you're 26% better across the whole year. Yeah, if you think about financially, if you were getting a 26% raise every year, Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like that compounding penny yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, a penny a day for, what, like a month, and it's already better yeah, or something? Yeah, and it gets – it's like the last day is what makes it, like, the life-changing no. money because it, it well, compounds that February. last time. Yeah. Well, that uh, that guy you were talking about, um, I forget his name. Gary Gunderson? Yeah, yeah, okay. I knew it was two Gs. Um, GG. Yeah, he, he talked about how, uh, like, some of the – percentages in the 401k like if you don't hit like you look at the calculator like you plug mm -hmm. it in and you're like okay I'll I'll hit this and I'll have this much money but it's like if you miss a little bit and that's one of his like main talking points it seems like if you aren't like stuck to the 30 year plan and you fall short a couple even just a couple years out of 30 you're going to be way off track of what yeah. you expected and i think whenever you were talking about the 401k thing I didn't, I didn't totally get that, but whenever he broke it down like that, it made a little bit more sense. And it, he is right. You have to be very disciplined for an extremely long period oh, gosh. of time. And to me, that's not worth it. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's necessarily not worth it. It's just that discipline is insane, and you're also not doing the core thing that makes money, which is creating value. Mm -hmm. And that's another one of his little talking points. Yeah, he talks a lot about put value out there, you'll get paid. Yeah, so right. I think it, just going back to our, you know, setting the habits and, and everything and building systems, like you build systems that are eventually going to create value. You set up things that are going to go in front of you. And, you know, in, in a good way, like I've been thinking about that too, like 
you know, all your work should be for the kingdom and, you know, the the glory of Christ. So if you can pray about what you're doing and feel good and, and feel like you're setting yourself up to be successful for the right reasons, yeah, I feel like that's when you know that you're you're doing it right. And you're like those life checkpoints I was talking mm-hmm. about last week. Like you're hitting those and you're getting these weird like God winks where you're like, okay, this yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, th- and then ultimately that is just, it's going to be for everybody's benefit further yeah. down the road. And I feel like that's how I'm trying to approach everything, especially, you know, in this new year and in this like new time of trying a different thing and, and trying to create value a different way instead of, like I was doing the the guitar pedals and that was working out and it was fun, but it's like in my head I knew this wasn't it, mm-hmm. and so it kind of like wore down on me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a lot harder to keep going. Yeah, and I think that's why I haven't, you know, I think, you know, the past like four months I think it's just been kind of a wash. Like I'll get in there and poke and I'll do some stuff, but I'm just not knocking it down like I was. Yeah, which I think something that you did in that was like. uh We've talked about it off of the podcast, like uh, giving yourself a year of like really trying it, yeah, and being pretty disciplined with it, and like you know you had the a newsletter and yeah. you had a solo podcast for a while, yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's pretty bold, pretty uh, disciplined to even stick with it. Give yourself a year that way, you know, like you know you gave yourself a fair shot at it. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun, and I've been like back and forth in my head about starting to do it again but it also feels like not the right direction for my time at this current moment yeah i really enjoyed doing it and like you said you give it a year you give it an honest effort and i feel like i did that but i did prove something i think this is what you were talking about is where i proved that i could make something or do something and put it on the internet and somebody would buy it Mm -hmm. and just that concept of okay, this works. I can do this. Like, I've proved that I can do it. So let's find the thing that works the best. Yeah, I think maybe on a little idea. bigger scale or uh, just a different... Yeah, a different vertical, a different avenue. Yeah. And I think you had said this before we were talking about all the podcasts and everything that you listen to, the uh, the mindset that it puts you in. I, th- I think that was something that I also do where I'll listen to something and maybe I don't retain a hundred percent of it or even like 50% of it, but yeah. the mindset that it puts you in to think a little bit differently actively, um, like actively think about what you could do differently or ideas that you have. And then you're running them through that filter of what you're listening to. And like that, what we were talking about before where you're one of one and you only have your insight and your intellect and your way you perceive everything and then you can regurgitate that out into the world and make something of it. Yeah. I feel like that is – I feel like that's kind of totally holistically what I wanted to talk about as far as just with the curse of knowledge and then uh-huh. building your systems. I really I'm, – I'm pumped that Pastor's doing the sermon. We're, I think, yeah. two weeks in, and it's really good. Talking about habits. Yeah, I'm liking it. It was a good week. Yeah. I am uh, – I'm excited. I feel like uh, my whole life – and I don't know where this came from or why uh, why this was in me, but, like, and I don't want to just talk about money, but for some reason, like, even growing up, I feel like in my head, 
I've always had this thing where I'm like fully confident, like without a shadow of a doubt that I'm just going to figure it out and make a lot of money one day. And not in a sense of I have to have money. Yeah. But in a sense of like I'm going to set up generational wealth or going to be financially free. That's not going to be something that tears apart my family, my marriage. That's not going to be some sort of issue where I'm tensed all the time about it. Yeah. Uh, And even like we don't, I don't make a ton of money right now, but like it don't bother me at all. And I feel like money's just going to bring out what's really inside of you. So like if you're greedy and you don't have a lot of money and then you get a million dollars, like you're just going to be greedy, but with a million dollars. Oh yeah. This is a little slightly off topic, but there's a movie uh, called Stalker, and it's it's very fictional. It's very weird, but this guy like will take people to this room inside of this big zone, is what it's called, and like in the room you see what you truly most desire. Mm. And this one guy's like, "Oh, I want to see my brother again." And then like when they open the door and let him in there, all he sees is money, oh. or his like brother turns to money or something like that. And it's like it really shows you like who you truly are kind of thing and it's like i think it's like if you have the right intentions and you have that the right knowledge and the right will i also also think like whenever man's will and god's will lines up that's when miracles and like just the best manifestations of everything come to fruition and so i think like what what you're saying like you know deep down like you're gonna have everything taken care of and be able to take care of your family and have that generational wealth and it's going to come to you. And I think having that in your head, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, that's just... Yeah. If you're in that headspace and you just know, and it's just... It's so weird whenever you hear about people that do become successful, they always knew it. And yeah. It doesn't matter if it's pro sports, whatever. Yeah, very rarely is somebody like, I had no clue this was going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, it's most usually, of them they know. It's usually some sort of, like, celebrity where something randomly got them famous, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, or just... Tons of views, tons of listeners, randomly. Yeah. Some with music or even now like podcasts. You can have a podcast that blows up and you're a millionaire in two weeks and you had no <laughs> clue you were even. But, yeah, that's. I mean, but we're working on week two here. Yeah, so. this will. Let's see what happens. This is One month of the podcast and we'll be millionaires. No, I think it's, it's going to happen. I've written out like a life mission statement, too. And it's just. It's not so much about being greedy or or anything like that. It's definitely like like you said, setting up generational wealth, like knowing like how I grew up and everything. Like I wouldn't want that for any of my kids or mm-hmm. any of their kids. So it's like you want to set that up to take that and kind of claim that family victory for as long as, you know, for forever you would hope, but you know, you can only Yeah, I can do the best I can with my kids and maybe their kids. Uh, it's going to be hard to have a big influence on past yeah. that. Uh, yeah, something I heard was talking about like uh, acting out of a sense of want instead of need. And I feel like with money, that's a big deal. Like yeah. your actions whenever you need more money, that's oh, yeah. not the kind of actions I want to be taking all the time. Yeah. Versus actions whenever I want something and and it I could think, be money, could be yeah. time freedom, it could be, you know, like something whenever people uh, talk about, like, as a Christian, you shouldn't want to make that much money. But then I just ask them, like, 
do you think your church would like if they had a member that was making, say, $2 million a year? Yeah, and you I were think tithing, about that a lot. Yeah. Tithing $200,000? Yeah. That's if you went off 10%. Yeah. And it's like, do you do you not trust your church for two hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a weird way to look at it, but I like it. And one thing I think of is like, you don't want just straight up dollar bills. You want all of these other things, mm-hmm. and the money is a byproduct. It's like with a light bulb. Like you want light, the heat is just a byproduct. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want this freedom and this betterment for your family for for generations. Money is just the thing that comes yeah. from that. Yeah, if you if you have your time freedom and your your you know freedom in a sense where I can do what I want, where I want, when I want, yeah, you can say yes to a lot more things. Oh yeah, uh, you can even say no to a lot more things. So like you're really opening the door for a bigger impact. You know, you can disciple a lot more. Uh, oh yeah, have a. I love bringing up the tithe thing because yeah. like, people who who usually. Uh, disagree with some with a christian that wants to make a lot of money uh would say some they usually tithe so there's somebody that gives their 10 percent yeah of their we'll say seventy five thousand dollars a year a hundred thousand dollars a year and it's like do you not think pastor would like it if i tithe two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> instead of you know my seventy five hundred yeah, and it also is like where Jesus talks about the guy storing up his grain in silos. It's like that's not the point. Of, yeah, of doing yeah, it's not it. to save up and just have tons of money. Yeah, like nobody, like you're not just gonna, like you said, leave your bank statement just casually uh-huh. laying out. Like that's not what this is about yeah. at all. It's about so much more than that. And I feel like people that stop at that point don't see it. Yeah, and yeah, because mo- making money is not necessarily the hardest thing in the world. Especially now that I've opened my eyes and like connected with these people and these groups, like investing groups and stuff like that, like some of these jokers know how to make money, like it's the easiest thing in the world. Oh yeah, and they don't even have to think twice about it. That's not what it's about. Yeah, like they're setting up their families, they're putting them in schools that they want their kids in. They get to go pick their kids up from school every day. Like they get to say yes to a lot more things. And as a Christian, as a believer, like, if you're opening those doors where, you know, maybe you get to pay the whole church's salary one day just from your tithe. Yeah. Or even that's not even your tithe. You just do that on top of it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, and I I feel like, and some people may look at that, like, through the wrong lens, too, where it's like you're trying to be Mm self-righteous. And I just feel like if you, you... have the right intention that thought never crosses your mind yeah like if you're not thinking about that or worried about that in even the slightest sense yeah so you're just trying to empower the church yeah at that point like and i would love i would love that goal to come true of like i can pay everybody's salary at the church not and i wouldn't even care if people knew like it's just in a sense of you get to help out what's going on and you're trusting these leaders Oh yeah, enough to put your money into it to, to give them yeah. that freedom and uh, you know the freedom to to do whatever God's put on their heart. Like you trust that leadership. I would love to be able to tie to like ten different churches. We had so much money. Oh yeah, that would be just the impact that you could have, especially with some churches struggling now. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad told me a story about the church we used to go to whenever I was growing up. That some 
old lady's husband had passed away and she had he had a big life insurance policy or, or mm-hmm. something like that she got a bunch of money from uh him passing away and she was willing to write a check to cover like a new building that they needed to build or oh. repair or something like that but then she said she goes and says but i want you to name the building after him and they said you can take your checkbook and leave because wow. that's not what it's about. Yeah, that does kind of stink. I'd see both sides there. It yeah. kind of stinks. Yeah, it's it's probably it was probably just as hard for him to say no as it was for her to like want to do uh-huh. it. But to to want to do it and say something like that and make it about you, I feel like the pastor had like the right answer. Kind of. Right she retort. wants to make it about her husband, like a memorial. Yeah. yeah, but it's like I can see both sides there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome. I, uh, man, I just had something good, but then I was locked in on that story. Uh, well, <laughs> this is not the first time. Uh, you know, today somebody yeah, lost something. That's so. all right. Uh, all right, we're gonna spin into some golf talk and then and then wrap it up. Here's the thing: I just wanted to. I've I've been waiting on this. I haven't told Chandler. Uh, no. uh, so I bought I bought some stuff. And oh, I know gosh. you're like super anti buy stuff, yes, but I bought I am. some new. Golf irons and two wedges. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> a whole set? Yeah, I bought... You bought a matching set. No, 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 not matching. So I bought... Okay. I, everything Do was the irons match? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they, they were, match each other, and then the wedges are different. Yeah, yeah. So I okay. got a, a five iron through a pitching wedge. Sheesh. Some Mizunos off Okay, eBay. I've swung Mizunos. Okay. Uh, they're, they're from Japan. You know, I'm a big Japan uh, uh. fanboy, so... Um, they're, I, I don't know. I got, they're bought. I haven't seen them be shipped yet, but I bought them Saturday or Sunday. Wow. So I am very surprised by this. Really? Yeah. Cause you had this big talk about like, you're going to break a hundred and then your oh, reward yeah. would be some new clubs. Of yeah. Some sort. And I, I thought about that. And then I talked to some of my buddies from Canada that also golf and they're like, that's, I mean, they're like, em. whatever. They're like, yeah, just buy them. Like, Fake it till you make it, I guess. <laughs> he said. Maybe you'll get the hundred with your first round in them. Okay, well, let's hope so. I have to Just do a lot of range sessions. strokes off. <laughs> anyway, I've been eyeballing, I mean, probably since before Christmas, probably November, just like looking, just looking at eBay, whatever, and kind of getting a feel for what I wanted. I knew I wanted something made in Japan, so I went off in like a deep rabbit hole there. And uh, I was – i just been saving heart and stuff on eBay. People will send you offers like crazy mm-hmm. on eBay. So ended up going like to Mizuno, all the way away from Mizuno to like 14 and Epon, Epon, something like that. And like Fujimoto, which are like, those are some nice, they're very expensive, but uh, was looking all around. And then I eventually just backtracked it all the way back to Mizuno. Cause like, it's like one of those things where you, you know, you get into the void, the void like stares back. Oh. Like I was looking and stuff I was looking at was actually not even made in Japan. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, what do you really want? Yeah. So I really wanted made in Japan and Mizuno has their own forge in Japan. So all their stuff is made there. And that's how they are able to experiment and make all this different kind of stuff. So ordered those. I paid, Two, they were two eleven for the for five through pitching wedge, which isn't like the best deal. No, but they're in pretty good condition. Yeah, so, you'll take that. Yeah. Plus, I had like a hundred dollar bonus from work. Oh, there bonus. you go. I mean, it was just like some money that Steve moved around and, and paid us out on Venmo, so uh, that helped a little bit. And then 
I bought, I got on sideline swap, but no intention of buying oh. anything. But just poking Dang, around on dude, you've been suckered, and you've changed. <laughs> you've changed on us. I'm so glad I saved this. To oh to my tell you gosh, yeah, I'm. I was so surprised by that. That is, ah, <laughs> yeah. Because well, I mean, for reference, I have a set of gifted like starter kit Wilson Ultras that are the ugliest looking, oh my clunkiest, gosh. grossest looking things. That's fair. I have a good set of hand me down. Oh yeah, so I, I'll, I'll. Yeah, you're. I can you have feel like for some you there. Titleist nine nineties. They're uh, nice. I had some Mizunos before that were also hand me downs. Okay. And then I got upgraded. Those are nice. Oh, so you a, have upgraded. You've been. Or how did you? What was your first set? It was Mizuno. The Mizunos. I don't know honestly. Okay. And then I think I bought some Mac Gregors from. Uh, how do you, do you say? It's M A C, not yeah, M C. Emphasize the Mac. I think so it's I think just it's McGregor. Matt, Matt Gregor. <laughs> And it seems like there's probably a little space in there, so I'm saying Matt Gregor. Yeah. But I had a I had a set of those I found at the thrift store. Whole set. One oh, yeah. One through pitch and wedge. Oh man. That's a whole set right A literal there. whole set. Every iron you could think of. Yeah. Besides I didn't get any wedges besides pitch and wedge. Yeah. But it was two dollars a club. So I'm like, I'm gonna take all these. Yeah. The grips hurt my you hands. Take those. But I'm like, I don't care. Damn. Two dollars a club. That's insane. I love going to the Zo Zozo Zo whatever next to Mazers okay. in downtown. They have something like that. It's like three dollars a club, and it's just Man. random what's in there. A lot of it's junk. But I've never been in there. You have to dig. It's pretty nice. I mean, for a like secondhand store. Yeah. It's uh, it's not so bad. They got some good furniture, uh, some rugs, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and people have like consignment booths and everything. Dang, I've so. got some uh, quick shout out to Golf Roots. On Instagram, they do some cool stuff. I I like watching. If I'm whenever I get ready to upgrade, I'm gonna buy from them. They do a lot of new used stuff. They also do like a lunch live, pretty much every workday. Yeah. And they'll get on there for like 15, 20 minutes, and they'll hit on a simulator. And like, the guy who owns the company usually just videos and he's just talking, reading the comments. Yeah. And there's only like 25 people on the live usually. So like, if I comment something, they can interact. I like it. It's 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 good for them. It's really opened their game for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy from you guys now. Whenever I'm ready, I'm gonna buy from you guys. Oh, that's awesome. I love uh, finding the small like the small time stuff. Like I looked at like a, a Reddit post that was like, what's your what's the golf podcast that you listen to? A lot of them I'd heard of, but mm-hmm. the one I like the most, which is like the Double Bogey Show from the the You Betcha like media okay. people on YouTube. Uh, they just, it's just like this, where, but they only talk about golf. And I don't just, know that I could talk about one thing for that long. It's, it's only like an hour long, so it's, it's not super oppressive, but, uh, but yeah, I like it. Anyway, yeah, so I bought some wedges off Sideline Swap dude. out of Georgia, too. So those were 53 bucks. So you spent about 260 on some 264 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. On some new clubs. Still yeah, got a I had a hundred dollars designated to it, so that's fair. Yeah, yeah, out. it's like you really only spent one sixty four. If you think about it like that, that's a great. Yeah, deal. yeah, I think I did like whatever math I had money put away for this, and I think it was like one forty something. Yeah, like that. I had uh, so. that gift card covered the entire set of my tools or whatever the two tools that I yeah, got. Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't even. And come out of I got these for free, basically. Yeah, they just handed me these things. Yeah, well, I was especially at- the gift card was on my phone like a digital gift card i didn't even know you could do that but uh, it added to my wallet on my phone oh like so your i didn't even see iphone like wallet yeah i didn't okay. even have to like throw away a gift card and say this has nothing on it 
So like mentally, I didn't spend a dime. Just like <laughs> I literally just grabbed these things. Yeah. Well, the worst part is when you have the the physical gift card, and then you just stick it back in your wallet because you're trying to get through the checkout. Oh. Like that, I've done that, that with a Lowe's gift card, like a physical that. one. You know, because I don't have the nice iPhone that, yeah. that just saves it. Yeah. It saves I, your mental energy. I didn't even know that that was a thing until this guy sent me it. <laughs> well, it uh. It sat in my wallet forever, and it's like one of those gift cards you're like, I can't remember if there's anything uh-huh. on this gift card or not. And then eventually it's like there's definitely 50 bucks on there. I just haven't spent it. And then you're like trying to plot out how you're going to spend this 50 bucks for months, and then you go up there, and it's like, oh, this has nothing. <laughs> this has 75 cents oh, left Oh, that's the freaking worst. We yeah. did that. We thought we had $500 what? on a Lowe's gift card. You just gaslit yourself to oh, $500? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that ended up being like $21 on it. <laughs> It was insane. <laughs> we were going to buy a storage shed, and we were like, we're going to be like 50 bucks out of pocket. No. We go to check out with it, and they're like, uh, we had two Lowe's gift cards. One yeah. of them empty. The other one, oh, $21. Yeah. We thought had $500. Where did you think it came? Where did you think it you was, had $500 uh, from? It was something to do with the closing on Lexi's house. So when she closed, oh, she got the $500 yeah. gift okay, card. yeah to fix the retaining wall and she I, thought she didn't spend it yeah and i'm like Turns how did you spend 479 dollars and not even know it i remember but i, I remember get her it. Talking it, about that. it did sit i mean the gift card did sit for a long time yeah yeah it is weird how you just hang on to that gift card and you're like oh it's got something on it. like i've done that with walmart gift cards it just rejuvenates money somehow. yeah it's <laughs> like a battery charging back up <laughs> you just put it in the microwave and it, oh, it charges man. back up or put put your batteries in the freezer my dad used to tell me that really? would work. It would like recharge. I don't think it does. Oh, but no, no, no. You know, like if you just let a dead battery sit for a little while and then you put it back on something, it will act like it has at least a little bit of charge. Oh, yeah. I think that's all it was doing. I've seen a guy like pull the battery out of his rangefinder and lick both ends and stick uh, it back in and get like one more shot out yeah, of it. Yeah, one more. And then it's like, it worked. Like, no, it <laughs> Got did. that yardage. That's right. One, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like something I noticed this week. I guess I've noticed it before, but this week I brought it to the world out loud. And uh, I'll give another shout-out. There's two shout-outs on one. Oh, wow. Uh, to Blaze, my barber. I was talking to him about this because uh, he's a big dude. He's, like, he's pretty jacked. Yeah. Huge shoulders, huge chest. Just a big, buff guy. But, like, when he's talking to his kids, he talks – like a little girl. It, it is hilarious. <laughs> he So he's got two little boys, and he calls one of them You Baby and the other one Big Baby Zeke. <laughs> and I'm like, guys just, they just become a little sus whenever they have kids. Like, uh, I think even you've experienced this some. Like, yeah, your empathy definitely changes. Empathy, and then just like the way you say stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's just like, not you in particular, but just dads. When their kid is still under, you know, five, four years old, you're just like, man, you schmooms. Like, you would have <laughs> never, ever said that. And it's oh, hilarious man. to me. I'm like, especially to him because he's got all these tattoos. He, oh, yeah. He's supposed to be this big buff barber, firefighter. I'm like, you're calling you baby and big baby Zeke your sons. <laughs> oh, but it's funny. He... He asked me if he'd come on the podcast. Well, he said, when do you want me to come on the podcast? I'm like, how do you know I even want you on there? He's like, I know you want me on there. I'm like, yeah, did you listen to the first one? He's like, no, not yet. Oh, man. 
Yeah, we got a. I mean, we got a guest list a mile long. We got to get yeah. Nick on here after putting him on blast. I felt <laughs> bad because he's like ten times the golfer we ever <laughs> think about being. Yeah, Nick so, is a great golfer. Yeah, but he's. he's I love how he guy. just hit us up in the text. And he's like, "Hey, I would have gone with you guys to the range." I was like, "That's." He fair. says that. That's he fair. says that. I'm not gonna say anything. He's gonna. He's gonna <laughs> come come out slinging the next time no, we play. So he texts us and says, "Like, hey, I would have went with you guys." And then he said he don't take goodies packets, which I think if they were at his disposal, he would take them. Probably. I don't even know. I guess you could only get them like a CVS. They just seem like a no, terrible No, they're at gas to, stations, dude. I, just, I wouldn't trust any sort of gas station medication. It's goodies, though. I think it's the brand. So I think you're oh, fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who knows what's in there? Who knows they're not like double packing goodies and, you know, doing something with the original stuff? That'd be fun. As long as it gets my headache, my migraine out of there, (laughs) I'm fine with it. You're going to wake up three days later in a field somewhere. Yeah. Well, it hadn't happened yet. I love goodies packets from the gas station. I I remember my aunt used to take them a lot. I think that's where I got the the two goody powders. Uh, That's what makes you think old people do it. Yeah. I mean, he is is older than us. But he's still, like I said, ten times the golfer. Yeah, he's still a great golfer. But he told us in person before we recorded the podcast, that he would not have went for sure. It was too late. <laughs> so then we have the podcast, and he's like, oh, I would go for sure. Don't be blast me like that. I'm like, okay. Okay, he don't want to be blasted to our, our hundreds of viewers. Yeah. Oh, I am, I'm excited to, to get out there again with you guys after after my new stuff comes in. You know. Yeah, I'll be excited. The wedges, are, the wedges should be here tomorrow. Dang. So. Yeah, we got to go to the driving range. Yeah, I mean, even if I just take those two wedges, I'm just oh gonna, my god, I'll take the driver and those two wedges. I, I'm gonna, I'm changing the game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit gonna the hit driver. driver. Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the three and the four iron out, hit the hybrids, stop being a loser. There you get go. my wedges or get my wedges and my irons, and just hit. Last and time I, I went think to I'm gonna try range. to sell the the Wilson set. Huh. So I don't know though, because I mean. They're probably not even worth seventy five bucks. So That's seventy five, seventy bucks, seventy four ninety nine. True. And if I sell that that Cobra staff bag I have, I could probably probably come out a hundred bucks on that, and then offset yeah. everything that I spent. So you got a free set of clubs. There we go. I like it. You like it? Yeah. Let's end it here. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>